Hello everybody, welcome to the Daily Sip. My name is Oliver and my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea and today what we're gonna dive into is actually to not brew the gyokuro at the wrong temperature. So what I will do today is to once brew the gyokuro at its right temperature which will be 135 Fahrenheit to 140 Fahrenheit for this one here and once I will go up to 170 to 175 Fahrenheit. So I will really check the different temperatures so in Celsius I would be here around 60 degrees and here around 75 degrees Celsius so um, I will really dive into how this different brewing temperature can influence the taste of your gyokuro and why it is so important that you stay with the gyokuro on the low temperature level so here what I brought today is a mix so it's a blend of uh, different tea leaves so we have samidori, yabukita and okumidori for the ones who don't know what a cultivar is or what a blend is is actually just a mix of different types of tea leaves different varietals in this case here the gyokuro sasahime from the farmer Mr. Sakamoto who is also drawing this picture here behind me so he is actually educated painter but dedicated finally his crafts to the family farm and took over his family farm and turned it into organic together with his brother in 1985 so now uh, we are heading at 35 years of organic green tea of Mr. Sakamoto and today what I brought here is actually his sasahime so his princess tea which is actually a blend of different cultivars here we have three different ones in good when we talk about gyokuro gyokuro what it is actually is is that this is the longest shaded green tea so i get it together of around 21 days with the mr sakamoto some farmers go even very close to 30 days and what actually happens within uh, these uh, uh, kind of times is that at the beginning of the shading process so this just uh, happens right before the harvest then in these 21 days first the uh, plant is covered by a nylon net nowadays it used to be um, uh, kind of covered with rice mats in the early times but these have been replaced by just synthetic nylon nets nowadays and they start with one layer and they go up after or in the last stage in the last seven days up to three layers for the plant and what actually is done in this phase is that the sun is cut from uh, the plant so the tea leaves are not touched by the sun anymore and this kind of comes to the reaction of the plant getting stressed out getting in a in a phase of stress and then uh, two things are happening so one thing is that it starts to protect itself more so the caffeine content actually increases on the other hand normally when the uh, sun touches the tea leaves just at the end of the harvest the, the, the tea plant starts to form theanine which is amino acid into a catechins which is a polyphenol and this finally renders the tea a little bit more bitter this process so when you have heavily exposed green teas uh, kind of tea leaves to uh, the sun like for example in the brick fields of Shizuoka there you can exp uh, kind of uh, also find teas which are quite uh, intense in its uh, stringent uh, taste profile but with Gyokuro as the sun is shaded this process is very very uh, dimmed down so it's actually a tea which is also a little bit lower 
in catechins, in polyphenols, in antioxidants, but it is uh, to be said here that we talk about the difference of around 3%, but taste-wise, this here makes a huge, huge difference because it renders the tea much more sweeter, much more umami-like, so a little this, this brothy, full, kind of sweet, salty flavor profile, which is very special when you're starting into green tea, might be something a little bit surprising for you, especially with Japanese green tea, but as soon as you enter in the world of Japanese green tea, this can be just a great territory to explore, especially it is now for me. Um, as I'm drinking since several years now, Japanese green tea, I really start to kind of like these different types and different ways of this umami of a special kind of shaded tea leaves flavor, which is coming more and more um, with the time I'm spending in uh, the world of Japanese green tea becoming my favorite and to really understand what are the differences. So um, uh, coming back to the shading, so in the shading process we had high caffeine, then uh, we have less catechins, more theanine, so very theanine rich. Theanine is actually quite a great amino acid, especially when it comes to kind of a meditative state. So what is said, it is one of the only substances which is able to break through your blood-brain barrier kind of triggering alpha brain waves. Alpha brain waves, you know, from meditation, we know that this actually are the waves which can bring your brain into a relaxed state. And that's why also with green tea, green tea is referred to be stress relieving or anxiety relieving or a little bit with a slight um, help for uh, getting out of a, a depressant or a little bit a sad or lower mood. So um, here then we have a very rich theanine, caffeine rich and also nutrient rich because what happens as well as the plant gets stressed then actually it starts to absorb a lot of nutrients because it thinks it really has to protect itself and that's why the taste and the flavor profile is full-bodied and really really strong um, in terms of this um, um, intensive complex flavor profile of the Gyokuro. And this is actually what you want to get out. You want to have the maximum, the best taste, really kind of this full-bodied, beautiful, developing ta uh, complex taste profile, uh, which can have several layers when you drink the one sip. And this you want to experience and for that you want to do it, you want to brew it right. And that's why we consider, or it is said, that between 50 and 60 degrees Celsius, so we are, here we are between 130 to maybe 140, 145 Fahrenheit, there is actually the, the kind of the magical point of Gyokuro. When you brew it hot, you also can do it cold brew, but when you're going into a hot brewing, this is actually the temperature which is highly suggested by the farmers and also out of my experience, what is really a great temperature to brew your tea. On the other hand, what I will do is I'll take the same tea and I'll really go up to the central temperature, a little bit higher central temperature, which is around 175, 170 Fahrenheit. So here we talk about 75 to 80 degrees Celsius. And I want to really see today what is the difference of the brewing of um, the tea and how does it evolve in or how does it influence the taste profile and why you should brew it then at a lower temperature. Just uh, for you to have a look, so these are the leaves, how they look like. So what is beautiful, you can even see it a little bit here. You see that they are slightly shiny, this, so they nearly have a little bit of a, of a waxy kind of um, uh, topping to them. So very, very beautiful. All the stems are kind of uh, taken out. So you nearly see no uh, kind of bright particles. So it's really the dark side or the dark parts of the leaves, which is not the dark side, but um, a beautiful, beautiful kind of um, taste 
um, which can then evolve, taking out all the particles and only have the leaves here and really enjoy this full umami flavor profile. So let's hop right and directly into it. For this experiment, I have two times the same kyusu. So this is black tokonami kyusu. You can see, unfortunately here, it's a little bit broken. Um, it fell on the side and then I broke it, but still very good to brew. On the one hand, I have, let's put it this way, how I'd explain it. So 170 to 175 and here we have the 135. Both teas, five grams. So I'm using five grams for both of them. And I will brew them now for two minutes. Doing the same here. Good, you can see my Swiss cross here. I got it for uh, the anniversary of Switzerland. Good, and now let's just leave this in. Two minutes is the perfect brewing time, so we're just gonna leave it for two minutes there while I'm talking a little bit more about the region where this tea is from. So we're talking about the Kyushu Island. Maybe um, you have heard about it. Kyushu Island is actually um, the southern tip or the island which is at the southern tip where, uh, for example, Fukuoka is placed or uh, where we talk about Kumamoto, also region which is quite uh, famous. Then uh, definitely we have the region of Kagoshima. So there are a lot of tea regions there and Kagoshima is actually nowadays the second largest tea region in uh, Japan after Shizuoka. Shizuoka is really the biggest where the most of the Japanese green tea is produced. But uh, just behind we have Kagoshima and then the third region more or less is the region about Uji Kyoto, which is the original and the starting point of Japanese green tea culture. But nowadays Kagoshima, thanks to its mild climate in the winter, thanks to its broad fields, thanks to its rich soil as well, um, this tea region has become a very, very good and very um, famous region, especially what is what you're able to do is that you can do also not so frost resistant varietals, cultivars there. So uh, while in Shizuoka, you're mainly kind of focusing on Yabukita, which is really a frost resistant cultivar, giving a good yield. You can really play around a little bit more. Let's say like this, you have a, like a broader variety of different varietals in the South. That's why I personally, I'm a big fan of the South, but then um, it uh, really depends also on the farmer and his skills and how he does the tea. Good. So now already the cues is very different temperatures. Then first you take this one here and now this one here. So you can already see it in the color of the tea. Very, very different. So you have already this effect of being this tea being more kind of a little bit more brownish. And they, here we really have a beautiful green. So this tea is around one and a half years old. Um, just check. Um, so here we were in uh, January 2019. So near very very close uh, to one and a half years a, li a little bit more and um, with Gyokuro what you have to know is you can really keep this tea for a long long time it is even said that it's kind of a little bit the Bordeaux of uh, Japanese green tea because it reaches kind of a pinnacle of taste like the best taste 
up around three years. So this tea, you can easily keep it, just close it very well as soon as you have it open, consume it, but when, you, when it's unopened, you can really keep it for a long time. And you can see really these two teas uh, in terms of color really here we have a, this kind of slight orangey tones while here we really have a beautiful kind of a more greenish and a little bit more of a milky tone. But now I'm curious to see how the taste is. How are the leaves? So leaves quite similar. Here we have the first brewing of these leaves, um, you see this beautiful green, it's the same here. So there's not a big difference when uh, we look at the leaves here, they seem a little bit brighter, but all in all the same leaves and the same structure. In terms of smell, you have quite a spinachy, with a little bit of sweetness, creaminess and quite a good vegetal note to it. A little bit kind of a artichoke note I'm getting as well. So not too much fruity, not too sweet in this case here. The other ones, mm, here I got much more fruit, much more sweetness. So with the lower temperature already, I kind of get more sweetness, less of this veggie taste, creamy taste, I have no artichokes, but I have a little bit kind of a mango, raisin, a little bit in this direction what the leaves tell me the tea is. So now I'm curious, let's start with the hotter brewing. So here 175 Fahrenheit, 75 degrees Celsius. Mm -hmm. Already, what is when you brew the tea hotter, what is also hard already just from the side from the palate is really that you have a very very kind of um, stronger hot taste and this kind of takes out always a little bit the taste so it's already harder to to see to get the complexity here i got a little bit of a of a slight salty note, a little bit creamy, there's a little bit of a dryness to it, but there's not a lot of complexity, not a lot of kind of a full flavor profile. Still a good tea. But kind of a, a little bit bitter, so a little bit astringent. I have a little bit of an umami, so a little bit kind of this savory sweet flavor profile, but more on the savory side, a little sweetness. I get a little bit of greenness, a little bit of vegetal, a little bit of spinachy tones, but all in all, quite close to kind of a typical sencha. So um, here I would say for the price, also you pay for a Gyokuro, it is actually quite um, an okay tea, but not overwhelming. Now let's go into the lower temperature. so so different it's kind of the richness and the complexity increases so much when you taste it at the right temperature so here 140 fahrenheit 60 degrees celsius beautiful beautiful sweet note in the beginning fruity got a little bit of creaminess get a little bit of cashew nut then i have a little bit of savory taste profile and then in the end 
it really goes back to this fruity flavor profile. So same tea, same um, uh, time of brewing, and in the end, just the difference in temperature is amazing how the change of complexity and flavor profile is as soon as you brew it at the right temperature. That's why it's so important that when you buy a tea kettle as well, try to look for one you can really regulate the tea. And this is just amazing how the complexity of the tea changes brewed at a different Mm. It's harsher, it's more stringent, it's kind of more direct on a, a little bit of this nearly savory, brothy flavor profile. So not a too pleasant and not a too complex tea. While here, mm. we get the smoothness, creaminess, full body flavor profile, lingering. So very, very different just by brewing these two tea at a different temperature. So try this once at home, try it for yourself and see really how the taste changes. The temperature is key with the tea, so really try to brew your Gyokuro at 60 degrees Celsius, 140 Fahrenheit, and you will have a pleasant and super great taste experience. So thanks a lot for watching. This was this, brewing your Gyokuro at the right temperature as a key element of uh, enjoying your tea moment with Gyokuro. I hope you like this one here and if you feel free, please subscribe, write a comment and let us know if you have any question. I'll be more than happy to answer anything you would like to know. Thanks a lot, see you and bye bye.